This is the Warriors Community Podcast, a platform to share personal stories that inspire, equip, and empowers those who listen. Everyone has something in their story that is relatable. Everyone has a lesson to be learned from their story. And everyone has a tool to give to someone else to use on their personal journey. Our hope and prayer, the mission of the Warriors community, is that as you listen, as you hear people's struggles and their failures, but also their wins and successes, that you feel inspired, motivated, and encouraged, but that you also feel equipped and you walk away with tools to use on your journey and that you feel empowered to keep going, especially if you're in a place where you are struggling too. We hope that through this podcast, you learn, but you also connect with other women and you can connect with them, not just by listening to this podcast, but you can connect on social media. We really want this to be a place where a community is developed and where women can network, share resources, bond, and develop relationships. We hope that you enjoy this podcast, but we also hope that you join in on the Warriors community. Welcome back to the Warriors Community Podcast. We have started something new here at the Warriors Community, and I'm really excited about it. You've already heard from my sister Elena. She talked about her marriage story and lessons she's learned in her marriage. Today, I have another family member. Well, we call each other sister, cousin, whatever. It, it fluctuates. And yeah, today I have Tolly with me. Tolly is from Colombia and used to be an au pair to my now cousins. I married into this part of the family. And Tolly just stuck around and has been here how long? Three? Four. Four this years. Is my, this is going to be my fifth year. Oh my goodness. We are family, friends. She's an amazing person. She's very young, but extremely mature. So much more mature than I ever was at this age. So I felt like she had a really great story that is cultural, but also is a good lesson that everybody has to learn at some point. So I wanted her to share some of the things that she's learned. So Tali, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. For everyone who doesn't know you, I know I just said you were an au pair. What do you do now? So I'm a student now. I'm finishing my associates next May. And then I'll go into my bachelor's on August. So then I'll like finish that in about two years. So. And for those who don't know, what is an au pair? Can you explain that? Some listeners may be like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so it's like a nanny live in, but more than nanny, it's like a friend, uh, an add-on to your family. So it's like you come here with the idea of learning about the American culture and you teaching your culture. So for me, example, like, teaching the Colombian culture and having the experience of doing all the American things that you see like in movies and stuff that and learning the language as well so it's like being another member of the family but taking care of kids and getting paid 
for that, which is really cool. I never yeah. knew what an au pair was. So you worked for Alicia. So Alicia is the reason that I'm married and that you're still <laughs> yes. in America. She was my boss and introduced me to her cousin Cody and that's how we made that connection and then for you I met you because you were the au pair and we would work out of Alicia's house at times and you were obviously there with the kids and I I had no idea so Alicia had to explain to me it was like is that the nanny is that is she a maid what is happening <laughs> so I learned all about that program from her I want to get to your story of how you came to America but before we do that can you share a little bit about life in Colombia and growing up? What was that like? Yes, yeah, so uh, I come from dysfunctional, if you can say that, family. Like I didn't, uh, my mom and dad are divorced, but they were also very good friends. So I had always a connection with my dad, but I always like lived with my mom. I had pretty much just grew up with my mom on my mom's side of the family but I will always go like on vacations to my dad's and things like that grew up living in different places like we'll move at least once a year we'll be moving but I think that's where I got the spirit of moving <laughs> the spirit uh, of moving just moving from city to city and my base values and stuff it's mostly because of my mom she's the one that Tommy, like my most important like life lessons, like the my core values, my morals, everything is just the one that I was looking up to. And then with my dad was always like the fun side, like the go on vacations, like have good times and things like that. And the same with like my dad's side of the family. What were some of those core values that your mom in, in particular instilled in you? Because like we've had conversations so many times about when I was your age I was I was not okay I was not really living for the Lord I was pretending to but I wasn't really there were some core values that I believe kept me from getting into even more trouble I look at you and I'm just going wow you really had some strong stuff instilled in you so what were some of those things that stuck with you from childhood into adulthood one of the things like I didn't grow up in the church or in the religion or anything like that, but we grew up believing in God. We didn't accept Him as our Lord and Savior, but we will always like believe in like everything happens because God wanted to happen. So mostly from a Catholic point of view, okay. never from a Christian one. But at the same time, my mom always tell me like what was good and what was bad. She never like restrict me from doing anything that I wanted to because she always said like I already told you what you can do, what you cannot do, what it's good, what you what it's bad, and you are smart enough to take those decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you ever messed up, like you're gonna learn from those mistakes. So my mom was like, but the good thing that she taught us was like being honest, being responsible, being like always like doing the good things like the best things like helping others good core values that 
you usually hear around and the bad things are like well you don't like you don't like do drugs like you don't stay like you don't get late at home like if i tell you this hour is this hour like very responsible the trust that my mom was giving me i was holding on to it like i was i was sure that the trust that she was allowing me like that she was sharing with me that she was, she was being my friend that I wouldn't mess it up. Hmm. So, but mostly from my respect point of view, being honest, being responsible, having like respect for the elders. So you grew up your whole life. You've moved around a lot in Colombia. What made you want to come to America? So it's funny. I <laughs> I will always watch the movies and be like, oh, <laughs> U.S. is so fun. Like, I, it's funny because since I was five year old I will call I'll be called like the gringa I will always said since I was five year old I'm gonna live in the US wow. and I'm gonna do my school there I know my family was like how are you even gonna pay for that how are you even gonna go like mm-hmm. it's not possible you know like nobody in my family has done it like Wow. Nothing like that. So you, they will just call me like, oh, you think that you're king, green guy. You know, like, <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, no, it, is, it isn't like that. I just have a dream mm-hmm. and I want to like work for that dream. So when yeah. I turned 18, my aunt told me like, well, before I turned 18 in my 17th, she told me to come here and live with her like for two months uh, and just try it out if I like, like Miami and like, Try. Oh, yeah. I went to Miami, lived there for two months, went to school, like learned English there a little bit. Uh, and she, then she was like, well, just like if you want to be here and do school here, like you can do it. But then my mom and dad were like, no, like you cannot live with her. Like you cannot oh. do school in Miami because it's such a like party town, I guess. <laughs> and they were like not OK with that. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends had done like the program, the outer program and she mentioned it to me and I just it just seemed too cool to me and I was like well what if I try it yeah and then my parents were okay with that my mom asked like a lot of her friends and a lot of people had done it and she was like well if you want to do that like we support you on that idea Mm. and so I came back from Miami April like mid of April 2018 and then in October 2018 I applied for the program and I was like, I'm going to live in January. And my parents were like, what? <laughs> They're like, Love no way. Fast. Yes. No way. Like, no, that's too fast. Like, I have, I was 18. Yeah. And they were like, well, okay. I don't think that you're going to find a family by, by January. I'm like, watch me. <laughs> and then I moved February 2019. Oh, so my goodness. A little bit off. Was it with the Bush family? No. It was a different family. Yes. Okay. So, I moved 2019 to North Carolina. So I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, lived there for a couple of months, like four or five months, and then didn't work out with this family that I was with. So I took the decision like, okay, I'm gonna like leave them. I was, when I decided to leave them, we were in New Mexico. We had just arrived to New Mexico. We were going to live there for the summer and two days after we arrived, I was like, no, I don't, like, I just don't feel right. They don't feel right with me. Like, mm. so I came back to North Carolina, packed all my stuff, went to my friend's apartment, stayed there, like, oh for two days. God. And then my aunt was like, 
well, why don't you come to Miami and wait on here until you find another family? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Then I went to Miami, and you're, when you're an outper and you decide to change your family, they only give you two weeks. If you don't find um, a family in those two weeks, you're out of the program. You go back to your country. Wow. But because I was staying with my aunt, they keep just giving me more time. So after the two weeks, they will give me two more days. Didn't find anything. Another two days. Didn't find anything. <laughs> Until it went to three weeks and a half. And I was like, you know what? I have like the most that they could give you. It's a month. If you're with like a family member or something like that. So uh, since I was with my aunt, they were like, okay, three weeks and a half. And that was pretty much it. I was wow. three days until I had to come back to Colombia. And that's when Alicia emailed me. Oh, like, wow. do you want an interview? I didn't like from the You didn't from like the them? email. Why? I remember this story, but I think it's funny. Now. <laughs> I didn't like them because they were like three kids. And I thought that was a lot for a 18-year-old, well, 19 at the moment, 19-year-old right. homeschool. I was going to be teaching them, like, stop, like, yes. helping them with school. A, a long schedule. I came from, like, in North Carolina, I was working 20 hours. Here, I was going to work 45. So, it was just a lot. I had a lot of rules. Like, Alicia did, like, a whole book of rules. She's very organized. Yes. Thanks through all of those. Yes, Alicia's standards are very high. Yes. yes. <laughs> but then we did the video call that day and I just fell in love. Like after mm -hmm. like 15 minutes, I was like, this family is amazing. These kids are amazing. Like yeah. I want to be there with them. Yeah. And she liked me too. <laughs> so like two so days. It worked out. It worked out two days mm -hmm. after I was here living with them. Three years later, we're here. Three years later, yes. And what I love about their family, so I, I say this because it's important to your story. Alicia and her whole family, they do an excellent job at really bringing you into the family. Yes. If they say your family, it's like, we're, we're in this for the long haul, uh, which is what happened with me, thankfully, as well. It happened to both of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that because they played a huge role in your life i think you had a strong foundation laid back home with your with your mom in particular even your dad i think yes. your dad really sets good standards for you with men 100 and then you came here i want to get to the part of the story that that they've played but before that was there any culture shock that you had to go through when you got here, like, oh my gosh, America is so much different than I thought it would be. Or America does things this way, and I really prefer the way Colombians do this thing or do this thing. So first I lived in Miami, a lot of Latin people, so it wasn't a yeah. big difference. Then I moved to North Carolina, people is very dry, like they won't like hug like here. Mm -hmm. like, they were more tough i would say so when i even when i was looking for families that's like as you mentioned alicia really make sure that they include you in your family mm -hmm. another american people that i interviewed while i was looking for the family one of the things that they did not want was me being part of family they wanted to make sure i was just going to be nannying for them uh -huh. and that's why i never chose them because when I came here, I really wanted 
that part of I'm gonna belong to something because I want to have the American experience that's what right. you pay for that's why you come here like that's right. what you're looking for so coming here then with Alicia she actually gives me that family experience um, includes me in everything all those stuff but at the same time you're having like this cultural shocks of food like how the food changes <laughs> you know so drastic yes. the people like well how, how how do you need to behave now like do we hug? Do we not hug? Do we like <laughs> when I, you know, like yeah, just different things with friends, like how people just plan stuff, like how they're so organized, like how <laughs> in Colombia you just say, oh yes, we'll meet at this time, and like here is like okay, take out the calendar, mm-hmm. you know. That's um, what I I read a book years ago about uh, event culture versus time culture. So America is very time culture, meaning like. We check our calendar for yes. everything. You start at this time and you better finish at this time. And we don't like it if you go over time. And then event culture is like, we're going to have this event. And whenever that ends, then we move on to the mm-hmm. next event. And that's hard. It's like, I know that from traveling so much. It is hard not to get frustrated when you're used to one culture and you come <laughs> to the other and you're like, oh my goodness. Yes. Especially because I had this image in my head of the movies culture, yeah. you know, like I imagine things in certain way when I was coming here. Then I come and it's, oh no, this is not how we do it. Especially coming into a Christian household, it's like, okay, this is how we do things. This is what we believe on. This is like just different things, but not in a bad way. It was always in a good way. I need mean, always Alicia way of model with the kids with me with everything it just related a lot to how my mom was with me as well Mm. so I always said like oh it's like having my mom here oh yeah which is funny because when I was in North Carolina for example the mom there wasn't at all something that I could (laughs) relate to I mean that's hard so it was very hard like even here like as I was mentioning before to you like like the relationships here Oh, yeah. If you have, like, here you're taught to wait to have a boyfriend until you're ready, until you're looking at that person for marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you date to marriage. In Colombia, you do not. Like, in <laughs> Colombia, you date for fun. Yeah. It, you see a lot of families are divorced. Here, almost, like, as long as I have seen, most families are, like, together for a long time. It's the husband and wife with the kids all kids from the same dad in Colombia it's very common to have kids from different dads like yeah example my mom the three of us are from a different dad things like that just it's different like the way how the culture works around like the relationships family like family wise once you're here once you get married here your family becomes your husband and your kids pretty much in Colombia, you just big families, you know, like you yeah. have Sunday lunch with all your aunts, grandma, grandpa, like cousins, like you keep seeing all your family all the time. Like that's another huge difference is that we're very family oriented, like we're very family, like close to our families. And here it's more, it's not it's that not, way. It's no, it's not that way. It's small families and which is why I love our Sunday brunch. Yes. <laughs> we do Sunday brunch. We all go to the same church, all of us meaning you. There's another Colombian, Malou, who will also be on the podcast. 
the Alicia and her entire family, are we protect our brunch because the family time. Yeah. Because here that is not a huge thing in America. So you're right. And I love going and seeing other cultures where family is a huge deal. Yes. And sometimes I'm jealous. I'm like, well, I wish we could be that way. So we have like a huge deal with family, huge deal with like friends, mm-hmm. even with food. I remember like, <laughs> like not kidding, like you guys do like big dinners. Yes. For us, it's like small dinners, big lunch. Yo, yeah, yeah. The thing like, like the work schedule, like you guys don't have like that much free time during lunchtime. No. With us, we do. So yeah. just the traffic thing, like if you go <laughs> to Colombia, it's like so loud, like it's a bit like huge or responsible, like you know, just <laughs> We're like responsible. you know, like it's more um, organized. organized. Yes, it's very organized. What's that? That's one thing of the U.S. is that it's very organized. Mm-hmm. With us, it's like, I mean, however it goes, it goes, you know? <laughs> Which, I mean, I love that from the U.S. I yeah. really do, but yeah. when you get here the first time, it's just... It's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Yes. Do I hunk? Do I don't hunk? You know, like, <laughs> having dinner with the family, and it's like a big dinner, and we're like, well, we're not used to eat this kind of, yeah. this much, you know? Yeah. All those adjust- adjustments that you're doing constantly to, like, fit in this new family new environment it's just good but at the same time it's hard right and so for you I guess two questions you're coming in like you said you believed in God but you weren't really religious and you came into not just a Christian home like a lot of people in America will say oh we're Christians but like they might go to church but it doesn't mean a whole lot mm-hmm. you came into a home that is like <laughs> strong <laughs> christian belief yes. strong christian values and on top of that you you came into a home where the standards are high the expectations are high we work hard we go hard all the time which which i love that i think that's great but like you said, that's just different from the culture you were used to. So when you were here, was that hard for you? At the beginning, I guess it was a little bit because the kids were invited to church, the mom were invited to church, <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. My, my free Sunday, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't like take it seriously. But it was neat to see how the family worked. I right. always said that it's like, they taught me how to have a marriage, how mm-hmm. to have like family time, like actually from parents with kids, like time together, sharing, cooking together, sharing, you know, all those stuff that makes up what is actually a family. Yeah. And coming from the Lord's point of view, right? It's yeah. not coming from this is how we do it just because it's coming from a reason. They have a reason to be how they are like yeah to to do what they do at the beginning i'll say it was hard then i start going to church but i will i will just go to go just to say just okay, to say okay you, i'm, I'm being going nice. with you guys yeah. yeah for the for the sunday brunch <laughs> for the brunch yeah that's, that's our favorite time but, we get very upset when brunch is disturbed yes but i would not say okay yes i'm christian or take it seriously or anything like that because I don't know I was whenever I moved here I wasn't like a strong believer even though I was taught to be right 
you know, like to believe in God and all those things. Like I will say, like, yeah, this is an energy, whatever. Mom, <laughs> it's an energy. You know, mom, it's a vibe. Mom, it's okay. Like, <laughs> yes, mom. But my mom always prayed for me to be in a family that will teach me about Jesus, though. Wow. Yes. So, I actually didn't know that. That's yes. neat. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the things that when she saw that I was with the bushes, she thanked God. Wow. Because she was like, that's an answer prayer. Like, mm -hmm. I pray for you because I left Colombia with such, like, one this, I don't like this. Like, she was like, well, if somebody else can teach her that it's not me because I don't know how to teach her about Jesus. Yeah. If somebody else can do it, I really hope she finds a family that will lead her into that way. Oh, that's neat. And then I did so well. I started going to church with them doing all these things like will understand better their point of view like okay this is why they do this stuff this is yes how they are the reason they are how they are but still like until i'll say until like the end of my program which i finished in january 2021 i mean i was still going to church just to go like right. honestly like that's the part that I love about your story and we've had this conversation a couple different ways and and th this is a huge reason why I invited you on the podcast is because everybody I don't care who you are how you were raised what your religion is I don't care everyone comes to a point where they have to decide do I really believe this and if so why or if not why or like what do I think about this issue or this value whatever we're all raised and kind of conditioned to think and believe a certain way but we're always going to come to a crossroads where we go okay do i go with what i've been taught or do i explore something else and i think that's healthy but some people like myself don't really explore that in a healthy way and then you have to learn the hard way and go oh wait wait, wait. so for you i didn't even know your real story for a little bit yes. I, I found out in layers but just even in my ignorance observing you she was taught something growing up that kept you grounded because I did watch you go we made fun of you for a little bit you yes. would go through the little party phase and you would go to Dallas and do the the Dallas hanging out at the bars and everything for a little bit and we follow you on life 360 so it kind of became a joke for a minute of yes. like oh where's Tolly she's in, in Dallas, Dallas drinking <laughs> but that didn't last long for you no so can you share that story of like okay you were going to church just because okay I really should go to church yes <laughs> and you were starting to party and kind of explore where did that come from that desire to be like okay well I'm just I'm free I can do what I want now since I was like 13 years old I'll go out like you wasn't at the again a culture thing in Colombia you can go out way before you're 21 you can drink at 18 but you actually start <laughs> drinking like when you're 14 13 like <laughs> did you drink at 13 yeah that's oh the my. first time that I got drunk I was 13 <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> so I mean I just make fun of it now but I'll just like, I never tried drugs, never did anything so bad. It was just the drinking side. But it was since I was 13. But I never did it in a, in a continuous way, like mm -hmm. in an exaggeration. In excess, you didn't drink in excess. I or never did it in, in like excess. Yes. In that excess. <laughs> like, this is where English is hard. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> so it was just 
once in a while, once in a month, every once in a while, we'll go out with my friends, drink, party. That was it. I mm-hmm. was a good kid, had good grades, was family-oriented. Family was before anything else. Like, mm-hmm. So I always had that on my heart. Like, my family goes first. Like, I should behave correctly because people know me, people know my mom, people, like, I don't want, like, give a bad example to mm-hmm. my, especially to, like, my the generation that was coming after me my cousins and stuff i was like i want to be a good example kind of thing so i was trying to like yes enjoy my my teenager years but at the same time it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. once i came here i started like the first two years that i lived here i was like under the contract with alicia mm. so i also go out with my friends but again once in a while good things like never went overboard because mm-hmm. you because Alicia was your boss and yes. you didn't so, want to cross the I line. didn't want it to cross that line first mm-hmm. second I was under 21 so I wasn't supposed to be drinking so oh, I didn't yeah. want anybody to find out that I was actually drinking <laughs> because in the US you're not supposed to drink until you're 21 right. you're so, like I've been doing this since I was 13 exactly <laughs> exactly that was like also a big deal like I don't want Alicia to find that I'm actually drinking when I'm under 21 <laughs> You know, yeah. then I had the responsibility of I'm going back home when these two years are over, mm-hmm. I'm going back home and I'm not going to be the kid that my mom is going to be so disappointed about because yeah. I went two years abroad and just did all bad things. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to have a good reputation of like she went, learned something, enjoyed all these things, but she was still a good kid. So your behavior was really based off of, I just want to have respect for my boss my mom I'm modifying my behavior because of respect for somebody else yes not because oh if I had the opportunity I would do something different no yeah (laughs) it was because of it was really because I wanted to be respectful and mindful about my family Mm -hmm. and I mean I have a little sister she's She's adorable. Yeah, she's just Little. she just eight. She just turned eight years old. So mm-hmm. always wanted to be the role example for her. So of course I was always trying to be to keep being that good kid that I had always been. Mm-hmm. With my faces of going out once in a while, having fun, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Once I finished my program, and I decided it was pretty much the same month. Like I finished in. February 4th, 2021, mm-hmm. and in January, like mid of January is when I applied to college here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it was at that point that I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and I started going a little bit more crazy because I'm like, oh, I'm about to leave. It yeah. doesn't matter. So I started going a little bit crazy, but then I went back home in February. I went back home. And then when I get there, my mom was like in a bad relationship with somebody mm. and it was like, it wasn't like a nice environment. Oh. So she was like in a very toxic relationship and I was like, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> so I was staying at my friend's house, oh. drinking, I wouldn't even be at home. I, I, so I just start this cycle, cycle of like, not going to stay home. Yeah. gonna be out drinking gonna be out partying didn't even spend my 21 years old with my mom i left to, to spend them with friends you know and then pause i know i know you were so into that episode and i know 
you hate ads just like I usually do. But I want to take a second and tell you about the Warriors Apparel. Why Warriors Apparel? Well, it's to remind yourself who you are, a warrior. If you would like your own warrior shirt, you can go to the Warriors Instagram, click on the link tree located in the bio, and you will find right at the top, remind yourself who you are apparel. You can choose from a hoodie, crew neck, unisex t-shirt, or a v-neck t-shirt. They come in two different colors and all the sizes. Go to the link in the bio on Instagram to purchase yours today. Now back to your favorite podcast. I did get the student visa, so I went there to Colombia to get the visa. I got it, so that was the point that, I mean, I got the visa, <laughs> I don't have a boss anymore. I'm just gonna be living with the bushes, like just living, but so the accountability is different. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like it becomes family. She's not my. I mean, now. Yeah, I, yeah. I still see her as my boss, but in that point of my life, I was like, whatever. I'm not gonna <laughs> live at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like I do what I want. I'm I can grown. do whatever I want. I'm 21. I can actually drink now. They cannot say anything to me. They cannot say I'm doing anything illegal. You know. <laughs> yeah. Because it, now I have the possibility to do it. So came back here, and then I got into a very toxic relationship. And this guy was just like, he was the owner of half clubs in Dallas. So of course wow. I was out all the time. Yes. You know, I get, oh, yeah. to, I get to meet every single DJ, every single club, every single thing. I had free drinks. I was like, whatever I wanted, the most expensive bottle, like <laughs> the most expensive restaurants, whatever. So I just went in this cycle. Now I didn't become once in a one. Mm-hmm. Now I was every weekend. Oh yeah, we would, oh, yeah. Cody and I would watch you on Life360 and we would be like, we're so tired just seeing where all she's been tonight. Like, Oh like, yeah, so it was, lot. it was like, I mean, Saturday day, Saturday night, Friday yeah. night, I mean, Sunday after, I would still go to church, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I Because that was their rule, right? It was like, if you're going to Not do, yet. Oh, not yet. Not okay, yet. okay. So, but I was still mindful of going to church. There was a point when I, I think when I like stopped dating this guy, like stopped seeing him, and then it just everything went bad in my life. Everything, mm-hmm. like every single part of my life was stopped going bad. I was going to church and I would cry in every service, mm-hmm. and I stopped going. We and then Alicia came to me and she's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "I'm drinking because like I don't want to think. Like I'm drinking because I want to forget about things." I'm not drinking anymore because it's fun. I'm drinking just because why not? Yeah. I'm, I don't want to go to church if I'm going to be crying in every service. Like, I don't see the point of this. My life is just going bad, 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 bad. Had a lot of anxiety. I was crying every single day. Like, <laughs> it was just bad. Mm-hmm. So then Alicia come to me that day and she's like, look, this is the point in your life that you need to be going to church the most. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you cry in every service, you still need to be there. So I was like, oh my God, like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> you were I kind of why? upset with her for a minute, weren't yes. you? Yeah. Yes. Because you were like, you can't tell you me can't... what to do at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you cannot make me go to church. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're not my boss. You're not my mom. Exactly. Yeah. So then my mom was telling me stuff too. She was like, <laughs> 
you need to stop this, you cannot do this, like, and I was just not listening to anybody. Mm-hmm. I was in my own world, thinking I didn't care about anybody else, like, I didn't care what anybody thought about me, just, like, winning this bad cycle, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, nothing but just alcohol, 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 alcohol. Mm-hmm. Never did drugs, never did anything more than that. But it was just going over and over this drinking thing. Mm-hmm. So I started, uh, like, I kept going to church. But again, like, now we were not going out that much. We were going, like, every other week. Every other one. And every not staying out one. as late. As late. Because we were coming back on a Monday at 4 a.m. Then Alicia got yeah. And she was like, not anymore. You guys cannot do this. We're going to put a curfew. You guys had never had a curfew. But now you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have one. Yeah. We were like, oh no. Like, <laughs> wait, what? No. I start listening to the messages of church. Like, actually listening to them. Not just going there and sitting down and whatever it is. Right. Just but to like, check the box. Yeah, no. I was actually now paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Because there was one day, I think the time that I cried the most in a service, Pastor Wendy Perez said, the pain put purpose in perspective so that was like that really marked me like yeah because I was going through so much pain but I knew I had a that pain had a purpose so I started taking after that message like I started taking things more seriously like I was like if I will go out it will be more mindful what I was doing you know but then so December I finished my semester went straight to Miami to my aunt party every day of the week pretty much and then it's exhausting yes <laughs> and then my grandpa got sick i got sick my grandma everybody got sick mm-hmm. but my grandpa was in colombia and he got like he got in the icu oh yeah yeah i see she he was pretty bad he like we i told the show like can you pray for my grandpa like those things. I couldn't go home because I got COVID, so I couldn't fly home. Mm. So I couldn't go see him, anything like that. So then on December 31st, my dad calls me and said, your grandpa passed away. Mm. So it was like the first wake up call that I had. My grandpa was a poker player. He drank oh. a lot. He got divorced, well, not divorced, separated from my grandma because what? he like would drink a lot. And But I had really good memories with him. Like, he, when I was little, he was so nice with me. He loved me. He like take care of, like he played with me. I had like, he taught me how to fish. He Aww. like, you know, so yeah. I have all these good memories. But at the same time, I knew he never got far in life because he drank too much. He oh, was, wow addicted to like the, the games like drinking all this but then when my dad went to pick up all his stuff he found like many bible verses wow by a many he he had like three houses mm. and there was a bible in each place that he lived wow and he like highlighted things and he had like things so it was just like huh yeah you know like he got to meet Jesus yes like, there was something going on in his switch yes. yeah so then I stopped drinking from December I didn't win out that New Year's Eve I was like I want to have respect for my grandpa I'm not going out even though we had this whole thing planned oh I'm like I'm not going out I I'm, think I remember that I mean 
I mean, I think the first New Year's Eve that I was at home, honestly, wow. I was like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to drink again. I didn't drink for like a month and a half, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, um, like with mother, we're like, we don't want to drink ever, like that much, you know, like we want to be mindful. We like to start like actually being mindful about when we're going to church, like mm-hmm. that we're learning, that we're reading the Bible, that we're doing all this stuff then I so I go to Colombia on January spend half of January there come back for school all these things then we had like then we went to the ski trip yeah on the ski trip we Malu and I made a lot of friends y'all did yeah we were watching you on social media I was like they're everybody's best friend right now (laughs) and of course drinking friends yes yes (laughs) We also so. saw that we were like back at it because we did notice, I will say, we noticed a huge switch and what I liked was that you never announced all of that like to us. I, I'm sure you had those conversations with Alicia and her husband Brandon, but like Cody and I are just observing on the sidelines at brunch when you're just ordering water or at dinner yes. when you're not drinking. And so, and then we're noticing like, oh, we don't we don't see them on Life 360 in Dallas near as much anymore. Like, mm-hmm. So we just noticed something happened. Like There was a switch that flipped, and I wanted to know what it was, but I actually appreciated the fact that you privately made a decision and didn't feel the need to explain. So my first book of God, like I said, was my grandma's death. My grandpa passing away. And then second, we went on this ski trip, and on the last day of the ski trip, I drank too much. <laughs> like, we drank all day long, and I blacked out for about five hours, so I cannot mm-hmm. remember those five hours. And for even me drinking since I was 13-year-old, I had never blacked out. Yeah, that's so terrifying. You, so, it was so terrifying for me that I drank since I was... 13 year old and until I was 21 almost 22 year old I had never blacked out mm-hmm. so when that happened it was like oh no yes this cannot happen ever 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 again in my life yeah and that's when I promised myself as you said privately I'm not drinking more than two drinks ever in my life I'll go out but I like have a glass of wine with the family mm-hmm. you know like a mimosa brunch something right. like that but I promised myself to never have more than two drinks in a bar or in something like that. I didn't promise myself I'm not going to go out again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you've, but, you've stuck to I, that. But, I, but it was like the first step for me like to changing. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that when I was going out, what I wanted it was to drink. Yes. So not being able, and not even because somebody was telling me not to do it, but because I decided to don't do don't drink more than two drinks. I was like, well, I'm not going out anymore as much. I start going to a Bible study group. I yeah. start taking notes at church. I start, you know, all these things, reading my Bible, doing fastings, doing like getting out of social media, things like that. And then all summer was like very like all that summer from last year was very focused on like spending time with God and getting mm-hmm. to know him better and getting my relationship better and it was just it was just that on me that went back to what I was when I was a kid like I want to be responsible I want to be mindful about what I do the decisions that I take the people that I surround with 
all these things that my mom taught me yeah were like okay I gotta like be a good person like show the best out of me like God is giving me the opportunity to be here be mindful take advantage of that do something good with it don't ruin it because you're going through all this that it's not worth it yes and that was that really leads me to my my next question is it sounds like what your actions became were for yourself and your relationship with the lord and not okay well i should i should respect alicia as my boss or oh i just want to make sure that i represent my family well your your motives shifted so when you're going to church and you're in the word and you're you're getting involved like now you're is very popular at our church. Like everybody comes, everybody's like, "Oh, Tolly and and Malou, the, who again will be on the show a different time." Like everybody loves y'all, and y'all are involved in so many things. So, how did that switch? Was it the blackout and your grandpa dying that made you go, "Oh my gosh, I have, I need to get it together for myself." Yes, I think those two things influence a lot in my decision, but also seeing myself like. I wasn't living the life that I wanted to. Like I was mm-hmm. living an empty life. And seeing like now being mindful when I was like speaking to God and how he like even though I was in all those bad environment, he never let anything bad happen to me. Yeah. So it just like being grateful, thinking about all those good things, like how all my dreams came true. Like I was telling you at the beginning, like my dreams since I was Five-year-old was living in the U.S. and going to school here, and now I'm doing it. Yeah. So it was like this is only God's purpose. Like and like I said, like the the thing about that um, sermon of the pain, but purpose purpose in perspective is just like wow, all this pain that I went through, it needs to be worth it. Yeah. Like I will go through it hundred times more to be where I am now. Wow. Because all those I'm very curious so even <laughs> though I I don't imagine myself not going through that because I will always have that in my mind like what if what if mm-hmm. what if so I'm thankful that God allowed me to go through it because because of him I got to be in there but also like God saved like he showed me both things he he, he showed me like the good and bad mm-hmm. that my mom always talked about mm-hmm. he showed me like you can live a better way with me and then I chose that, like, yes, you know what? It's not because Alicia told me, it's not because my mom told me, it's not because Malu told me. Like, I think you guys saw that Malu changed first. Like, yeah. she's the one that actually changed before mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But not even that motivated me. Like, I wasn't looking at her and be like, oh, you know what? I should do what she's doing. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was still in my world. I was still doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean... It was the moment of when things happened to me that I was like, I don't want to live this way anymore. Yeah. But I also don't want to like be saying it to everybody because what if I mess up? <laughs> and then you know like, <laughs> oh, she like, didn't no. make it. Yeah. No, I wanted to do it for myself. And because I was actually building that relationship with the Lord, and I was like, this actually makes me feel complete. This yeah. actually makes me feel that I'm worth it. That I have a purpose. That I have. A better way to live like not everything needs to be bad like of course I'd still have like those moments that I'm like crying or whatever or disappointed right but it's normal like I see it from 
okay, it's just life, but mm-hmm. I don't see it as um as a, it's not worth it. Like when I was fifteen, I got bullied like my whole high school, and I wanted to end my life. So like I took like pills mm-hmm. to end my life and everything. Mm-hmm. So it just like well, I got to that like I went through many stuff. Yeah. So I experiment a lot of stuff, but I got to the point that this is where I feel good. This is where I feel right. Like I want to keep this forever. Like yeah. I don't want this to end. I don't want this relationship with the with the Lord to end. So it was yes, it was because of those two wake up call had a lot to do, but it also like seeing myself, knowing myself in the deep of my heart, things that people didn't know about me. Things that people think that wouldn't think that I went through, and just being like, you know what, I want to change. Yeah, I want to like be active in church, like lead groups, <laughs> be there twenty four seven. I mean, yeah, you're there you know? all the time now, which I love. In it, I think about when you were saying all of that, the fear of the Lord, which is something that I didn't understand until my adulthood. Everybody would say, oh, you should be God-fearing. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, are we afraid of God? Or, you know, people would talk about the fear of God, and that was confusing. And it was actually John Bevere. He, He said this all the time, and he actually just released a book solely on the topic of the fear of God. But he's the one who put it in perspective for me. It was so simple. I, I was listening to it while I was driving, and I remember being like, why did nobody said this? <laughs> why is nobody talking about it? And he said, the fear of God is not being afraid of him. It's being afraid of life without him. Yes. And it's, it's not that we're changing our behavior or that we become this person that we think we're supposed to be because the Bible says or so-and-so says. It's we make choices in life because we will do whatever it takes to stay connected to the Lord. So if I don't watch a certain movie, well, it's not because, oh, I'm a Christian and we just don't do rated R. Mm -hmm. It's because I don't want to watch a film that could create disconnection between me and the Lord. Or I don't want to drink. Or like for you, it was drinking. For me, it was sex. I couldn't stop having sex for the longest time, but I came to the point where I was like, it, the, the sex isn't worth it because I don't have the connection with God that I could have mm-hmm. if I would just quit doing this thing. So my motivator became, I have got to be connected to the Lord. Yes. And at that point, not having sex was like no big deal. So I feel like you've done something that is easy in theory but not in reality a lot of people will experiment and try to figure out what they believe but they don't do that and bring the lord on that journey or like you said the pain should bring perspective or purpose and perspective they don't see that and they just see oh, well, all this stuff is wrong in my life, so it's God's fault. You know, another thing was, like, because of Alicia putting religion in me, like, teaching me all this stuff, I talked about it to my mom. So my mom changed. My mom Mm. is now a Christian. She got saved. She got baptized. Wow. She's getting married. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. With my stepdad, you know, like... Wow. So my sister is having an actual, like, a family, like, you know, she's growing up in mom and dad's family, like, all this stuff. So also seeing that change on her, 
then because of my mom, my aunts, my grandma start going to church there too. Wow. So now my aunts also believe in Jesus. Also like my grandma too. So for me it was like, oh wow. Yeah. This is actually something, you know? Yeah. And then for me it was like I don't wanna live my life without him, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I know how it's to be on the other side. And like you said, it's not the fear of of fearing him, it's the fear of being without him. Mm-hmm. So and I don't I didn't want it to go through that again and I just I just wanna have a relationship with him and that's a lot of the things that you hear at church like, Oh yes, I'm Christian but they don't actually have a they know about God, they know about Jesus, but they don't have a relationship with it with right. him. So for me it was like I wanna have that relationship. I wanna be serving him twenty four seven. So it's like I don't wanna drink because I don't it's not that I'm not drinking because somebody else is telling me to. It's not I'm, I'm not drinking because the Bible says to not drink or the church is telling me not to do this. Um, saving myself under marriage because this and that. We're supposed you know? to, yeah. We're supposed to. It's more because, like, well, I want to do it because of him. Yeah. Not because somebody else is telling me to. Yeah. And because of me, because I want to, like, have a good relationship with somebody one day. Uh, I don't want to be drinking and forgetting what I did. I don't want to be listening to bad music that is going to bring me, like, all these bad words during my day you know like <laughs> yeah. because like i mean i used to love hip-hop like i'll go to the clubs <laughs> where it was only hip-hop you right. know not even latin music it was i would love the hip-hop but then suddenly you go like what words does that bring me into my right. into my mind you right. know and then you're thinking about it all day long mm-hmm. if you're like i don't know working at 5 a.m with that music then you're thinking about all those words during the day yeah and then you're expressing yourself that way or like the people that you're surrounded to. Like I will go to a club now and like see all that people and I'm like, what can they bring me to my life? Right. Like different that when I make now friends that will pray for me, that will help me if I have any trouble, like they will give me a good advice. Like they will, you know, all these good things that you see like, oh wow, this is actually so much better. Like mm-hmm. I love this. I love being friends with somebody that actually cares about me. And not just want to go and drink without with me. Right. You know, because I have the context and I'm going to get them in. And No, it's not <laughs> somebody that cares for who I am. Yep. Cares because I'm growing up in a relationship with Jesus. Like, when I got baptized, all my friends were like, I'm so happy for you. Like, but not my friends from the clubs. <laughs> were right. my friends from church. The ones that got right. excited, you know. Yeah. My family, like, all those people, like were actually caring like oh wow and I have people texting me like I have seen your change without you even saying anything like I have just seen it and I want to be like you like I want to change my life too I just want to go to church with you I want to can I serve with you can I like do all these things and I'm like oh wow like in this case I didn't mean to be somebody else's example like I was before, yeah. trying to be everybody's example, like be the good kid. That yeah. This time I was doing it for me and my relationship with Laura, and everything else came after that. Yes, and I've noticed when you really are operating as a team with the Lord, you're not really working. Like things happen naturally. Mm-hmm. And all good you things. Don't, yeah, you don't put in a ton of effort. So that's also how I've learned 
to know like am I in performance mode right now or am I really being myself because if I'm in performance then that tells me I'm I'm striving I'm working too hard I shouldn't be doing that so I need to stop and just go back because the Lord is not in that I love that and I know we need to close but if you if you had one takeaway for the listeners whether it is just some advice or whether it's a a resource like hey this book really helped me in my journey or this podcast or this scripture what would that be like i said that phrase of pain puts purpose in perspective that means a lot and also like the reading the bible like some people i know like it's so hard for people to start and i know it for a fact because Mm -hmm. it took me a lot to take that decision of i'm gonna be mindful when i do this like listening to the the sermon actually listen like actively listening Mm -hmm. and reading my bible and learning that it's not that they're giving you something crazy to do like it's reality (laughs) of life like yeah be good to others and that's how God is going to be to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And acting from, like, your heart. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Like, God has a purpose for you. All bad things that you go through, they have a purpose. And God is going to use it in a good way. I always say, like, all the bad things that happen to me, I'll go through it a hundred more times yeah. to be where I am. So it's just trusting His way, His purpose, His timing, Everything that he has for us is just so perfectly timed that we don't be we don't need to be worrying about anything if we're walking a path with him. So it's just like well, just the living for him makes the whole difference, and that's why it makes the whole difference in my life. Living for him and not for others. That's so good. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Thank you. That was awesome. I will list in the show description some of the things that we talked about. So the John Bevere book on the fear of God. I'll post a link if you want to go get that book. And I will also put that phrase that you said in the show description if you want to go and write that down. I have the sermon too. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, then I'll have you give me the sermon and I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you, guys. (laughs) 